Welcome to Corporate Podcasting Smarter. For business communications, training, and marketing, Corporate Podcasting Smarter is for enterprise-level and professional organizations and is an official podcast from Podbean. We feature interviews with industry experts, learning and development use cases, podcast network advertising best practices, and helpful tips for how to get the most out of podcasting within your organization or media network. Hello and welcome to Corporate Podcasting Smarter. This episode is a rebroadcast of one of our live events, Using Dynamic Ad Insertion to Benefit Your Bottom Line, featuring our Director of Communications, Shannon Martin, in conversation with Brian Barletta of Sounds Profitable. They'll be talking about DAI or dynamic ad insertion, what that is, the different types of dynamic ads, host-read versus announcer-read ads, programmatic, what are the benefits or possible downsides to podcasters, and so much more. Stay tuned, and here we go. Hi, welcome. I'm very excited today to be talking all things advertising tech and podcasting. So today I'm joined by Brian Bartletta from Sounds Profitable and uh, ad tech guru, I, I will say, uh, the, the go-to person in this, in this space. Um, so very glad to have you join us today, Brian. Yeah, thank you for having me here. I'm very excited. Great. Well, to start with, uh, I hope a lot of people know your work at Sounds Profitable, but tell us a little bit about what Sounds Profitable is and how you got into ad tech. Yeah, so I've been in ad tech in one form or another for about 14 years now. Started in mobile advertising, so apps and mobile web stuff. And then about halfway through the career, I uh, worked at an attribution company uh, that was eventually bought by Claritas uh, that got into podcasting, really built out the core of attribution and podcasting um, and lift reports and all that fun stuff. I was over at Megaphone for about a year, uh, leading the, the ad server and the data pipeline. And then I started Sounds Profitable because I felt like, I think this is a problem in all industries, but specifically in podcasting because we're going so quickly, we're not doing a great job at educating people on how all the technology works. It's great to be sold something. It's great for that to work exactly as it was sold in that scenario. And that's awesome. But when it doesn't, we need to understand why. We need to better understand why and how we're setting things up. And we need to help those people that are entry level become managers and eventually the leaders in the space. So Sounds Profitable is a completely free newsletter and podcast, and there's multiple forms of it all now. There's a video deep dive series about products and everything there. Um, and it's meant to educate the people in the industry and the people who want to get in the industry at the mid to enterprise level. Wonderful. Yeah, I think it's so important, especially in the podcasting space, because it, there's such a variety of people involved and different players and, and different levels of expertise. And uh, certainly a lot of podcasters that, that you know, haven't done things with ad tech before. And then a lot of uh, companies like ours that are doing different pieces of it, but really learning. And you're always, yeah, you're diving really deep into the topics, which I think is really exciting to be able to have that resource available. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 very fun. And I think that, you know, ad tech for me is something that's the core of all podcast technology, because as the show grows, eventually you need advertising, whether it's just baked in and it's the analytics of the downloads and all that info to dynamic ad insertion to be able to do attribution pixels and surveys and all of that. I think it all really, uh, I call it all ad tech because 
Sadly, sometimes a lot of the innovation comes around the dollars and a lot of the dollars in podcasting are monetization, but there's so many cool ways to use it. Um, and you guys implement a lot of really cool ways to use it too, which is awesome because it helps people grow. And that's, that's what's important. Anyone can become a major podcaster. Any podcasting can become a business with the right investment, the right mindset, and the right education. Great. Yes, we're, we're excited for all the things we're doing at Podbean around it. And we count on you as a resource to kind of keep us up to date on trends and things. So we'll, we'll share a little bit about those hopefully today. Um, to start at a ground level, um, let's take the term that we hear a lot, the DAI, dynamic ad insertion. And just can you give like a, a simple overview definition of that? Yeah, so dynamic ad insertion, DAI, is the concept that at the time of download, so let's say me and you are sitting side by side, we're both on the same phone, the same Wi-Fi, we're connected or using the same app, and we're pressing play on the same podcast. There's a chance that each of us will receive a different episode because when that request goes from our device all the way to the hosting platform like Podbean that has the episode, it says, well, there are a certain number of places that an ad can be put and what ads are available that fit what each of us, how each of us look to that ad server, uh, and then it tries to set them up so it can create a unique combination, meaning that each of us could get different episodes, right? Four ad slots, I could get all four, you could get two. Mine could be targeted more about um, contextually about the show itself. Yours could be more targeted about location. It's all based on what the campaigns are, but that dynamic ad insertion is the ability in real time on a per download basis to kind of decide what ads go where. Very cool. Yeah, very dynamic content. It's amazing to think what technology can do today to, to personalize things, and, and uh, there's a lot of exciting things. And what are the different kind of um, types of dynamic ad insertion going on in terms of, you know, when people think of it, sometimes they think, uh, oh, podcast ads used to be read by the hosts and, you know, baked in, they weren't using this technology. And now these are all uh, announcer read, kind of company read. There's kind of a wide spectrum there. Can you give us an idea about that? Absolutely. So dynamic ad insertion can do all types of creative execution, except one. And that is like an interwoven live read, right? That's the, the the pinnacle of baked in. And that's like, if I don't even take a breath in this sentence and I tell you how great my sleep was last night on a Casper mattress, there's no way to like cut that out and make a hole here that makes this, this is where the ad goes. Um, so that one is the only thing that can't be done through dynamic ad insertion. But say in a normal podcast, there are places that the producer decides that there should be ad breaks. Whether the person, the host reads them in a row, right? They do their content, they read the ad, they continue, which I recommend. Read as many creative executions as possible. But dynamic ad insertion can be used to manage that host read ad, to put it in that spot, to do announcer read or producer, so anyone that's not the host reading it, or even to make a call from a primary ad server to another ad server for programmatic advertising, which is exactly that. One ad server calls another one to see if they want to fill ads. Um, so dynamic ad insertion is incredibly versatile. In fact, I really do recommend that everybody use dynamic ad insertion for even their baked in ads, unless they're the interwoven, because there's no system that provides the ability for a host to identify the ads in their show. So imagine the awful scenario that you have an advertiser that six months later, you find out that they're like real racist and you want to remove it. You have to consult your Excel spreadsheets to figure out what advertisers ran on what episode 
up, re-edit the episode, re-upload it, go like that. With dynamic ad insertion, you can search for the advertiser in your platform, know immediately, end the campaign, call it a day. So to me, it's a very versatile tool. And we say ad insertion, but it can be content. So if you're going on tour, if you have a new product that you're going to sell, if there's a segment that only fits on Mondays and you don't want it to be there anymore, that's where you can really use it. So that's the value. It is built for advertising, but that doesn't mean it's all it has to be used for. Yeah, with our pod ad system, which is our dynamic ad insertion platform at Podbean, we have a lot of people, I've talked to several that use it for their own content. So they're dynamically inserting, you could kind of say their own ads, yeah. you know, advertising courses or different things they have that are timely. Uh, and I love your example about the, you know, the advertiser that something problematic happens with. And, you know, originally when we had people, you know, starting to use this technology, they would say, oh, it's so much better because you know they would give the example of they had a huge back catalog and they had done host red ads and now they were you know they had gotten kind of a one-time payment so it was not efficient money-wise but also some of it became outdated and they were thinking now we can go back and there is a way you know we can do this but it's very painful (laughs) to go back and and re-edit everything upload so you know it for those that can start with it, it's it's a huge advantage, even if you aren't sure, you know, exactly how you're going to how you're going to use it, I think, or, you know, you hope those problems won't come up, uh, like what you mentioned, but those kind of things can happen anytime or something, you know, becomes irrelevant to your show somehow. So I think exactly. it's uh, very smart. It's it's all about control, right? At the end of the day, the episode that makes its way to the listener's device is your episode. It's a full MP3. By the time that that episode is is uh, that I can hear it, the entire file has been sent. That's yours as the podcaster. It's your responsibility. I do not care as a listener what ads are in there. You made the decision to put them in there. Whether they're your direct ones, they're announcer read, they're programmatic. It is still content. And it is something that can attract me to your brand or detract me. So you should have massive control. If you drop an episode and nobody likes the ads, you have to look at your brand and say, what's worth more, the advertising or my reputation? And having the ability to just hit off is incredibly powerful because I don't edit my own podcast. I tried it once, very impressed by everybody who can do it. I would, I would stop working at this point. I, it's beyond me. But by saying to my editor, hey, I'm going to need you to edit this, right? That's uh, first off, what's his availability? How quickly can he edit it? Uploading it? How long does the upload take? A lot of damage can happen in that amount of time. That's, that's I, I'm so focused on publishers having maximum control of their brand and presentation. Excellent. Well, it gives us a good a good insight into the advantages. Do you, do you have any uh, scope on how it, I, maybe this is in this industry? There's a lot of fragmentation, so I'm not sure. But any scope on percentage of podcasts that use dynamic ad insertion? I think that we we saw somewhere in the high 60s last year or the year before from the IAB on advertising bought in podcasting as dynamic ad insertion. Um, But we're seeing more and more versions of it. Uh, I think that the hard part here is in all tech fields, uh, rallying around the marketing terms is really valuable. And so Transistor, uh, Buzzsprout, and um, uh, Captivate all release something that wasn't dynamic ad insertion. It's the ability to edit like by day or by week. And allow, like basically server-side edit the files and they call it dynamic ad insertion. So we're seeing that adoption happen in these 
previous platforms that weren't monetization focused. So I, I think what I can say is that like dynamic ad insertion or the ability for an account manager to log into a platform and have control over their ads and control over the presentation of the episode is becoming more and more uh, like mainstream. I think, I think we'll end this year with every major hosting platform uh, that tailors to any size having some form of uh, ad content change uh, whether it's at time of download or whether it's scheduled, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so vital. I can't imagine. I do remember yeah. even a few years ago, it was kind of people didn't really know what it was and there were, wasn't a lot, there weren't a lot of options. And now I just, I think it, it mainstream is definitely the the term that I was, I was thinking of. I think you've really covered the benefits for podcasters quite well. Uh, I was also wondering, uh, what kind of, you know, what are the benefits to the advertiser or brand side and also, you know, the industry in general, are there any other things that you want to add to that? Yeah. I, for the advertiser, I mean, at the end of the day, people like certain things like that interwoven ad is really attractive um, and, and continue to buy. I still think hosted ads are some of the most powerful ads out there. I really think that it's a, it's a big, powerful part of podcasting. I am uncomfortable in telling you how many dollars in products I bought from podcast ads from host red. Um, so like they work, right. They work on someone in the industry who's banner blind to all this stuff. I still buy the products. Um, I think that for advertisers, there's a few things to consider. One, I think as an industry, we need to move away from this idea that baked in equals like free added value. I think that's, that's dangerous. If your entire advertising success is based on the fact that a baked in ad is going to continue to run forever, and then you just reap the benefits of that, that is a sign of a non-mature space. And we are now a mature space. And so that is not how things can continue to work. Publishers, if you feel you have to do that, I'm not here to judge you. You need to do what's best for you. But I think it's okay to say no. It's okay to say that host red ads need to be dynamic. It needs to be a set amount of time or a set amount of impressions. And most advertisers should be comfortable with that, especially if it's a passionate read, if it executes correctly, if it works and drives the results they're looking for. Not all advertisers and publishers are a good fit. Advertisers also should feel comfortable with the tools that allow them to get a bigger reach. I can buy 10 shows, but how do I find the next 90 shows that I want to buy, right? There's so many different research tools that I can use that can help me find like the podcast neighborhoods and whatnot. But what happens if I can analyze a show and say, this one worked really well for me? What other shows are like that? And they can say, ah, well, was it the show? Or was it the episode? Because that episode talked about these topics heavily and the show overall talks about these topics. Well, let's run a test on a marketplace level like the Podbean marketplace or on programmatic, like way wider on that end and say two strategies testing out those different markets, whether announcer red or host red to get a wider swath to see which one works. The amount of advertisers that come to the table and say, my audience is males 18 to 24 who want to buy a truck in New York right? And they're like, okay, cool. You know that we'll target it. That's great. And then you look at the report and you're like, that's really awesome. But did you know that women 18 to 24 in Texas are super interested in buying trucks? And we can find that because the people who converted and all this info, and it just helps you expand and being able to take that and quickly apply it to a bunch of shows and say, this did work. Now I want to work with them direct. That's what advertisers really should be looking for. That's why they should be using these dynamic formats to say, this worked. How do I grow it?
Yeah, much, much higher level of sophistication, I think, for what they can do and also scaling out, as you said, to, to know kind of how to where to go from, you know, just not just making one deal with one podcast and then, you know, kind of, uh, you know, really being able to take it to that next to that next piece. Because uh, advertisers are finding, uh, as you said, as a podcast listener, advertisers are finding it that's the case and they're having a lot of success with podcast advertising. So I think they'll, they'll well, we know they're putting more more money into it. So I think they, they need that level of sophistication for sure. What are some tips that you would say, and it can be on the advertiser side, thinking more on the podcaster side, but um, either one on tips when using dynamic ad insertion or, or getting started with it. Uh, every ad slot that you want to fill should have an ad in it from day one. If I start listening to your podcast and it feels ad free because you haven't sold anything and then in your success, someone comes to you and says, I'll buy all eight of your ad slots in an hour, which I, I talked with uh, Pierre Bouvard on my podcast of Westwood One, that in an hour of radio, there's usually like nine and a half minutes or something like that of uh, um, ads. And it can be even more, sometimes even 22 minutes. So podcasting isn't really like, it's not that bad. And if it's done well, and it's not offensive and it's not the same ad repeated and it's not the same creative repeated over weeks or, or binging. It's most listeners are comfortable with knowing that's how they support their podcaster. So the biggest thing I would say is like, if you want to have nine minutes of ads in your show every day, there should be nine minutes of ads in your show. And that means host read that, or that means uh, like your own product right? Advertise other episodes, advertise other things that you've done, advertise places you'll be. Do episode draw or like a, not episode drops, but promos, right? Figure out neat ways to connect with other people, but fill those time because it's content. If a, if a daily news show had like one third of its content not filled and then magically popped it in, I would be very confused. Right. I might be excited because it's more content, but that's that's on the podcast to figure out how to make ads feel like content. So the biggest piece of advice I'd say is put it, you you should always be at 100 percent fill. How you fill that is uniquely up to you. Um, but there I've listened. I've stopped listening to too many podcasts that were ad free because they couldn't sell. And then they jammed them in so quickly that I could not get my bearings. It just, the trade-off wasn't there. I felt kind of overrun. Yeah, definitely. I, I've, that's, that's really great because years ago I was talking to someone about the idea of, uh, you know, kind of advertising your own things as kind of a way to, for the podcaster to kind of get used to this and to be able to talk to advertisers about what was there. And, uh, but I really like your thoughts on building that habit with the audience and, and that also, and it, and it's valuable time and it, it it builds the you know the structure of the show in a way that it's not <laughs> all of a yeah. sudden a big surprise when it yeah because I hear a lot of shows where they definitely have uh like a small music break where they want to have a slot or something but they're not filling it with anything and then I and then I'll hear other times when they've filled it and it it, it, it has an awkwardness to it oh yeah <laughs> actually the biggest pet peeve I had that everybody should avoid um I, we, we have a three and a half year old and a seven month old we listen to a lot of kids podcasts they're very fun wow in the world is possibly my favorite uh, and our family's favorite but they say grown-ups this message is for you and we pay for the ad free feed so it goes and now back to our show or when they don't have ads it says that do not bake that in because if you don't have an ad and it says and we'll be right back after these messages and we're back right you like it if yeah you just took something right like you you took 
something away from that listener experience. Um, that's why it's, it's tough, right? You got to figure out what it is, how you do it. You got to find your style of it. And if you don't like ads and your audience don't like ads, a great alternative is providing a Patreon or a uh, Apple subscription or any subscription model that makes it easy for people to ac uh, access it. Because if, if I like your show, but I don't like the ads, I will consider it. And the truth is, is the math works out that a $1.99 subscription for 12 months on a 52 episode podcast, right? So one a week is about the same as you'd earn from me after the fees from getting a, like a high fill rate selling ads towards me. So you don't lose money on there. You also create super listeners and community, give people options, give them different ways to engage with you. Um, and figure out what it means to you. Uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, we, we always have people that are in our, we have a Podbean patron program uh, in which that kind of thing uh, is done. And the podcasters, the thing they've always, they've told me for years is when they finally did it, they did it at the pressure of listeners a lot of times. <laughs> and they're so surprised, the comments, and I, I read the comments and the comments will say, uh, why didn't you do this sooner? You know, I've been trying to figure out a way to support you and all of this. So it's, it's really nice. And that's a, another, yeah, good piece to, yeah. to plug in there. Yeah. Even with ads, one of the things that like there's sometimes I wanted to know what was going on with Britney Spears. So I listened to Toxic. I binged the whole podcast. And at the end of it, I could not find a single way to throw them like $5. Oh, it wow. doesn't feel bad if there are paths for people to pay you. Nobody expects that, right? It's not like that awkward moment where you go to pick your take up out and it asks for the tip and it defaults to 25% and you're just like, ah, what? Okay. Uh, it's not like that in podcasting. Sometimes like make it accessible for people to engage with you how they want, whether it's ads or not ads, figure out what your brand is and how people can engage with it. That's the most important part. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, there are so many different ways that podcasts are doing it out there. So I think it's, uh, and all this technology is just, it just makes it much more accessible for everyone. Uh, you know, I think dynamic ad insertion was something that, you know, when I first started doing this, it was really only the huge players, the big networks, media networks and stuff that had access to this technology. And really yeah. just about anybody can nowadays. I mean, you know, we have podcasters at all levels using it now to get a little negative for a minute. Wow. <laughs> are there, wow. what are the pitfalls of um, DAI that, uh, to be aware of? And, uh, and uh, since you are so, uh, knowledgeable about all the different technology out there, uh, what are some of the things that you think issues that the industry needs to tackle to yeah. work and keep it moving forward? Well, I want to start with a positive real quick to Podbean to, uh, to really sure. talk about this, or I, I just want to say this part. The technology that you're building is in sync with the rest of the industry. The same technology that is in quote unquote enterprise platforms like Art19 and Megaphone and Omni Studios, it's dynamic ad insertion. The slight differences in bells and whistles don't impact an individual episode. What they impact is managing thousands of shows. They manage, uh, they impact managing thousands of networks and all of that stuff there. So what is amazing about this space is that and, and the reason I am so passionate about the technology is that what you're doing with Podbean and what a publisher can do on Podbean is the same as what anyone can do on any other platform, regardless of the level. The technology, there's very little we can do, but we can do cool things with it and we can get creative in how we combine it and use it, right? You only have so many pieces 
We're all working. The whole industry is only working with so many pieces. So it's really cool to see. And everybody should be really excited about that. There's no better bells and whistles anywhere else unless it's a bigger size you're managing. That's that's the key thing. Um, for the space, you know, it's it's funny. I feel like there are very few people that understand advertising or ad tech and podcasting that have, and, and I don't mean that in negative, but they haven't spent a lot of time in advertising or um, ad tech outside of podcasting. So a lot of the issues we see, um, we have blown up in news and media and they're like, programmatic ads are terrible. There was a podcast about drilling oil and Exxon had a nature ad in there. That happens everywhere. That happens on TV. Uh, there was the Applebee's gyrating cowboy during the um, the Kiev bombing, right? Like these things happen because people don't think through the execution. And what I'm on advertisers, what advertisers really need to do is they may need to make sure that they identify allow lists instead of block lists, right? To me, it's not about where I don't want to be. It's where I do want to be. Spend the time, understand the inventory, only be on inventory that you 100% would be comfortable on, right? Create multiple different creative executions. If all of a sudden you're on the news and, or like you're, you're actually maybe your ad that goes on news content might not be a good idea to be as risky as, uh, you know, the ad on the gamer content. So, Think through that on the creative executions, the strategies, and how you target it. For publishers, vet everything, right? Work with partners that are in your best interest that let you identify what you do and don't want on there. And have the ability to vet the creative, see the advertisers and all of that. I do not think it is in anybody's best interest in all of advertising to allow an ad that's onto your platform that you can't check and that you can't understand who it came from and you can't audit the trail. It's not worth the money or the risk. So... I think that that's the big thing we need to work on as an industry. But remember, it is incredibly offensive because it's in our ears, right? I, I can't see banners anymore. There are websites that I look at that are the size of my glasses is how much content there's on there for, I apologize for everybody listening on audio, doing visual cues on, on that. Uh, but that's all that's available on the screen that has content and everything else is peppered in ads. And I'm just blind to it. I can read through that. In audio, like if it's like, and drilling kills the environment. At Exxon, we believe in trees. And it's just like, whoa, because that podcast allowed that in there. And that doesn't mean that they picked it one-to-one. -one. It means they picked a partner that said that that was okay. Rethink every partnership. Judge everybody critically. As a podcaster, you're giving them access to your inventory. Make sure they have your best interests in mind. As an advertiser, you're giving them access to your dollars. Make sure that they are giving you the transparency you need to protect your brand. That's it. The tech partners, it is not automated. None of it can be fully automated. There needs to be humans. It's just how easy we can use those tools. And I think that podcasting gets it. I don't think we're going to make the same pitfalls. Maybe it's because the speed of spend is a little bit slower right now. But I think I truly optimistically believe that will avoid a lot of the pitfalls or they'll be sprained ankles instead of broken legs. Well, yeah, that's an optimistic, I said it was going to be negative, but it was, that's a, that's a pretty <laughs> optimistic, uh, optimistic answer there. And what are the different ways that uh, podcasters are accessing DAI? I mean, we obviously we're a hosting platform. We know what Podbean has and is that kind of the most common model nowadays, the most common way people are using, you know, the technology and um, what are some of the kind of different models out there just in a broad sense? 
So uh, dynamic ad insertion is the only way that one ad server can talk to another ad server. So even if you're on a hosting platform that has dynamic ad insertion that can connect to its own marketplace, like the Podbean one, like ads was like all these other partners or to programmatic platforms as well. Um, they're all effectively connecting from the first ad server calling the second ad server. So that's how you make your inventory more available in a marketplace, which is a marketplace is owned by the hosting platform, right? That's the mindset there. They make it available. Um, or uh, programmatic, which is made accessible by the hosting platform to further partners. Um, other ways to make your inventory available, there are plenty of things that you can list with um, that you can, you know, you can like other marketplaces that are not transactional and automatic that you have to handle on the IO side. But the the technology is, is pretty flat. It's uh, If you have dynamic ad insertion, you can do programmatic. Um, and if you don't, then you can do, you know, direct buys. Okay, great. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of this may be people may be listening, watching that are really new to this or that are just looking to kind of really understand what all is available. And also, I guess the, the big thing to kind of wrap up with, I guess, today uh, would be to, if you have anything to share with us, because you are, do have so much insight into any of the sort of trends or predictions that you see for the future of ad tech in podcasting. I think that we're going to see some big changes. I think that we're already starting to see things bubble up in an interesting way. Podcasting is so large. This is a podcast, and so is the Batman miniseries that's in the HBO Max app that you can't turn the screen off of. So, you know, there's a wide gap, and I think it's, you know, it's long tail, which people take as a negative, but I, I think it, it really means figuring it out whether it's a business or not, it's it's the the first steps into the space. Then there's core podcasting, right? We think of things like Pod Save America or The Daily or these news-based ones or these, these staples that everybody can get around, serial. I, I keep going to news-based ones. Um, and then we have Hollywood, right? We have a lot of these things that I honestly think we're going to see be pulled into streaming platforms. Don't be surprised if you see a Mandalorian podcast in Disney Plus in the future, right? That makes sense. It gets you into a platform that and an app that they want on your phone and another reason to engage with it. So as podcasting advances, I think we're going to see a lot more opportunity for Longtail to make money and a lot more focus on that core podcasting. I think the actions of companies like Spotify are really going to not split the industry, but make us remember that that audio has always been more than one format. I mean, radio, streaming audio, audiobooks, podcasts, they're all different things. So if Spotify wants to continue this mindset where they're going to pull away, then to me what that means is that there'll be their own format, right? We'll think of Spotify podcasts in the way that we think of an audiobook. It's a separate thing. The industry will survive and we'll figure it out. But the biggest thing that I want to advise people is that as more advertisers get in here, as more content gets in here, as more ability to monetize that long tail, the prices do go down. Advertising only goes down. It, it almost never goes up. And that's when people are building their business, we need to remember that the reason you invest in the business is to grow so that you can capture a bigger part of the market and make more money out of it. If you are a long tail, you're probably, unless you figure out that growth, the money you make might be a great dinner. It might be a car payment. It might be a mortgage payment at some point. But making it a career requires investment. And that's my biggest biggest advice for people. You have to invest in it if you want to grow it or just have fun. There's no, there's no wrong answer, but the wrong answer is not picking. You have to know what you want to be. 
Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. That's a great point. And yeah, no, no kind of strategy behind it. And even if that strategy is as simple as I'm doing this to connect with my co-host and, and friend or, or whatever that may be, but just knowing what that purpose is, I think we, exactly. we work on that a lot. <laughs> so, exactly. and that really, that really determines a lot about where you go with monetization and what you do with it and, uh, you know, what you're expecting out of it, because, it, you know, if you haven't thought about that strategy and stuff, you can't really expect it to necessarily be attractive to advertising and making a lot of money. <laughs> I completely agree. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We could we could talk for hours on this topic. We may have to get you back on here again if you're willing. I'd love to and, come back. Absolutely. Yeah. And thanks for all your help with everything Podbean's working on. We definitely keep in touch regularly to uh, learn from you and to keep improving the products that we're offering uh, when it comes to all of this technology. So we're excited. We'll have lots of, for our for our listeners there, if you don't know uh, what Podbean has to offer, go to podbean.com. And we certainly will have a lot more uh, educational series and information coming out because that's also what we really try to do because you know, we provide the tools, but then how you can use them most widely is really important to us. And, um, and so Brian, where can people find all of your great work? Yeah, you can find everything at soundsprofitable.com, the weekly newsletter, the weekly podcast. We have the download, which is 10 minutes of everything you need to know about the business of podcasting, the what and why every Friday. Uh, lots of cool things and the product deep dive videos too. So please consider checking it out, sharing it with your friends. Again, no cost to any individuals. It's all sponsor supported by great sponsors like Podbean. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you.